Welcome to Minstrel and Muse, showcasing music and story. Check us out at minstrelandmuse.com. Your fear saves, my dear friend, it's holding you astray. And very well may want you to pay. Fountains, flooding hoses, water scarlet, blood and roses, my dear friend. I don't want you to miss. Welcome to Minstrel and Muse on Real Sisters Talk Radio. I'm your host, Linda Reznicek, and my guest today is a singer-songwriter known as Seattle's indie pop sweetheart. She just started her solo career after writing and performing for other bands like Uh-Huh Her, Chicago, Whitney Meyer, the Kyle Gass Band, and Floater. She plays now with her own band, The White Lights, and they just released a new EP called Milk and Rain. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Hi, thank you for having me. I should say welcome back to the show because you've been a guest before. Yes, this is true. <laughs> a long time ago. In fact, you were talking about this album before it was released. Yeah, um, it, yeah, because we did the Jam and Challenge, and that's when we I met you, and that was basically when we were just working on our EP. And you were going so, to call it Milk and Honey, weren't you? Oh, <laughs> um. We had a few ideas. I think I didn't know what to call it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you ended up with Milk and Rain. Yeah. Um, that's from basically the song called Painting, which um, is, is a song that's full of a lot of imagery, kind of like painting. So, yeah. And the line is, like milk and rain, here to sustain. I like it. I like it. Now, you have um, have a lot of different styles in your songs. You say that you know, indie, obviously, independent, uh, rock, jazz, folk, pop. Mm-hmm. You're a mixture of a lot of things, and you've written for other bands, the ones I mentioned. Um, how long have you been writing music and in the music industry? I've basically been writing music since I was about 12, was when I really just started taking off in terms of being a songwriter. Professionally writing music, more has happened in college when I went to get a music degree and studied composition in college and got actually trained by my cousin who is the composer of the Disney music like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and he personally mentored me in songwriting and that's when I really feel like I learned the most and felt that I could be a professional songwriter and have the tools that it takes so yeah. So your cousin is Alan Minkin? Yeah. (laughs) So you were tutored by the best. Somebody who really knew the ins and outs, and what what advice did he have for you oh, as he was teaching yes. you? What are some of the hallmarks of what oh. he taught you? Oh my gosh, it was just so so invaluable. Uh, he was basically told me that to write a good song, it's like telling a story. You're capturing the emotion of people, and um, one of the biggest things I learned too is to keep the idea simple. The idea of the song focused on what you're trying to say because I have a lot of ideas and, you know, it's just like I want to throw them all into a song and <laughs> he basically helped me, you know, just be like, oh, this and that, this and that. But he is really focused on every single, I, every single note, every single way the notes play together. He builds them. It's, it's a science combined with poetry. It's very... He has kind of like a structure to his songs where they go up and then the bridge and then the climax. And uh, he, yeah, so. 
Amazing. You basically taught me about structure. Yeah, structure of song and um, also of the ideas to write with. And he basically told me that when I worked with him, I was 20 um, in college, now I'm 25, but so much happens in that time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he basically told me um, that the good news is that he knows that I have it and that I still needed to find my own voice. So I just kept, he just said, write songs every day, just keep writing songs. And write it, it's an exercise. Even if you don't like it, you can throw it away, but still write songs. So after that, I began really, really diving into writing, and um, now feel like I've found my own voice. So yes, I've gone through lots of styles, but... Yeah. Um, I Have think, you followed I think his advice? Coming out. Yes. <laughs> you write I every day. I uh, well, you know, I'd love to say that I do, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I've been writing a lot. Like since that EP, I've written so many new songs that I'm really excited about. <laughs> that awesome. are like of my new style now. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's play one of them off of the album. I want to play Run. That was I was drawn to Run immediately as soon as I had you on last summer. And that wasn't the song that you had sent us to showcase. But do you want to tell us about, about Run? That Run was when I first moved up to Seattle from being in a cover band in Northern California and kind of just said, hey, I'm going to pursue my original career and um, run to run to my destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. While I'm going through the motions So much else is on my mind And I say run, run, run From the knots of playing with you there that's your band well, basically that yeah that is my band the white lights um it's william knapp on drums steve nicholson on bass oh, and steve miller on guitar steve miller <laughs> like a steve miller the band steve miller band. <laughs> you didn't tell me that moving to a place i haven't ever seen Oh! 
I mean, just the concept of meeting people who are amazing musicians, who have great personalities, who are willing to play your songs and and be in a band with your music is like the best thing I could ever ask for. Destiny, but where were you running from? Was it California? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no, not, I'm not running from California. Oh no, no, I know, I know, and that makes it sound bad. But I'm just I saying because of the song. Totally, <laughs> that makes totally. it sound horrible. It She's really, wanted in California. It was, <laughs> and California's really big too. Like I'm from the Bay Area, but um, I went to college. Well, first I went to college in Boston, but then I transferred over to Chico State in Northern California, so it's a really small college town. It's really incredible, I mean, it's like this hidden gem, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but you get there and it's alive and hustling and, and fun and um, and just, I kind of networked around there and I feel like our bands, I, got, I was in an original band there, but also in a cover band that was like super successful for that area. play every weekend for like three hours a night um, at casinos and make money, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's good to make money. And I, mm-hmm. I can we no longer lie to you. I hope you open yourself this way. 
make money playing music and it's just kind of like wow that's a great um, idea mm -hmm. and and I played keyboard and it was great to learn the songs of other artists and everything so um, basically it was it was making a living a stable steady living and um, and learning to I perform knew, and learning to perform and play with a band yeah. that's essential so yeah uh, yeah, I mean, like, and performing so often, like, three hours a night, I mean, that's like, it's like a, it was felt like a sport, you know, it's not a guy, right, you know, it has, takes a lot of endurance to go through the whole night, oh, yeah. um, and then we would do, like, twice a weekend, um, and it was just definitely great on the brain exercise, mm -hmm. <laughs> as well mm -hmm. as, as performing, I just love being on stage, and it really helped me feel super comfortable on stage. Yeah, so, I can see why. Did you feel like the Seattle was going to be the place, though, where you're going to get started on your solo career? I felt like any place that had a good music scene would launch me. thinking about life at Seattle. Well, first of all, my sister lives up here, and so I had kind of like someone that I knew, and I went and visited. And it just, it's, the people here are very easy to connect to, very down-to-earth, very interested in in music, but not in a way that's so cutthroat that you can't get started. There, there are plenty of music venues and ways to um, get connected really quickly and integrated really quickly into the scene. Love had the wrong time but the right place And now when I'm yearning for more I finally have the one I want at my door 2am and you drove in watch your friend play a show to to not feel like there's so much competition and just that everyone's everyone's doing everyone's playing music it's the cool thing to do
to me like Seattle has more of a, I mean, but I don't know, I'm biased because I live in Washington. It just seems like there's more of, a, <laughs> more of an effort to promote each other than I've seen elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just, the person that pops to mind when you say that is um, the winner of the Seattle Gym and Challenge, uh, Jake Mannering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is incredible. And we just became such good friends um, being the final artists at uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. And he's just so nice and supportive mm-hmm. and just saying, hey, like, you ever need anything or like help or he promotes my shows he goes to my shows and like <laughs> it's awesome I'm just like, oh my gosh you are such a good person and and super supportive he is a so, nice guy um, i remember him very well and i really did like his music i did i knew i mean i knew that had to have been a hard decision for the judges because you guys were all very talented but that's good to hear that you guys oh, got, get along so good and you're helping each other out. Let's pick another song off of the album to play. We've been talking so much, we forgot all about the music. <laughs> we can talk forever. But I imagine the listeners want to hear some of your songs and they, I don't want to deprive them. So let's introduce another oh, song. Okay. How about Teal Water? Well, actually, this song is a very unique one. Um, it, I wrote it after I moved here to Seattle, so it's kind of inspired by the sound over here that I was hearing and um, I wrote the music but my friend actually wrote the lyrics. My One of my best friends, Carolyn Lauren, um, she's from my hometown in the Bay Area and she sends me poems and we've been doing this for 10 years. She sends me poems and it just kind of allows me to play around with them and I completely mixed around the words to <laughs> move with the melody that I have <laughs> and uh, and I was inspired by my cousin Alan in doing that because he writes the music for the Disney music. He writes the music, but his yeah he has lyricists. So I was kind of exploring what would happen if I used someone else's words, and um, and I love how she writes about simple ideas like teal water and I'm dreaming of orange cliffs, and that's just such nice color imagery yeah. and represents kind of this unwilling to to travel the world and to move on and to to be open to the limitless possibilities of this world. So performing a music video to the song of this Monday. Oh, really? Coming up. Yeah, um, it was one of our rewards from the Seattle Jam and Challenge. We won a music video. Sweet. uh, That was really, yeah, I know, sweet deal. (laughs) That's a good deal. I think you are the winner then. (laughs) 
Did everybody I, win I that? Feel, or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody yes, won. Yeah, and everybody's a winner because that is amazing. Is we're going to film it this Monday. So basically, I met up with them. It's Utopia Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they're such a sweet, nice couple. And they were like, okay, we're actually going to do something live. We're going to record you uh, performing to your track live. So basically, um, if they put it to me to find a music venue, well, I happen to work at the Crocodile, so <laughs> they're hooking us up. Awesome. <laughs> I know. We're just. My buddy is going to be doing lighting, and I'm so excited about the lighting. I mean, because the crocodile has just amazing sound and lights, and he's, like, working on the... He's listening to the song. He's going to do lots of teal. Um, we're probably going to do some projector, like, images. <laughs> nice. Well, let's go on to another song, then. Let's talk about uh, Block the Heart, because I want to end with painting which is basically the album's namesake. But let's let's do Block the Heart next. Well, basically, about this song, I also wrote it when I first moved here up to Seattle. And um, it's just kind of the idea of, you know, we always have those, those people who are competitive or jealous and kind of they think, you know, I've, I've encountered a lot of those types of people. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, people who are kind of mean or and and they mean the best it's just that they think that things are about competition when really there's enough to go around for everyone in a world where how we measure is time together and understand that if we see someone who's successful, cheer them on mm-hmm. and and you will find that you're successful too. There is. There's plenty um, for us all if we're following our passions, yeah. following our hearts. Exactly. So in that saying following your heart, my song Block the Heart is about, you know, when it says these little ploys will only block the heart from its call. Kind of like when you're ploying or trying to manipulate or, you know, trying to bring someone down. All that's really doing is bringing yourself down. 
because mm -hmm. it's blocking your heart from what you can do. And then the main line, well, it goes, steal my money, steal my mind, like, steal my money, steal my mind. I've had a lot of people steal my stuff for some reason. You're even bad, Carla. I'm sorry. <laughs> have stolen things in the past and and what's amazing is that I've always come through you know I I didn't really lose every time that happened I gained wow so um, yeah so it's like you can steal something of mine and then maybe you'll suffer from that action a little bit mm -hmm. and I'm gonna grow from it <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So, you know that there is something yeah. to that because the person who steals does suffer the most. I mean, I shouldn't say suffers the most, but they do. <laughs> they suffer the deeper consequences. And the one who's stolen from yeah. does truly learn. There's a lot of wisdom in that song. Holy cow! I didn't even know all that. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it that much. <laughs> That's wonderful. Way, that's wonderful. You look at it that way. It was. It's wonderful that you look at it that way. That's that's wisdom. If you look at life that way, nothing can hurt you. You can never be brought down. She's got flesh, she's got flesh Dear 
the song Painting. This is the last song on the EP. This is the title song, basically. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, that one, um, that one just kind of just came to me. The words just kind of flowed out of me. I, it's a very, um, a song full of imagery. I view it as uh, talking about a painting. And um, kind of, we paint our own realities. We paint our lives. And so, I'm it kind of saying, okay, here I'm painting this this picture of saying, hey, this world is really amazing, and maybe maybe in my picture of how amazing the world is, maybe you might uh, feel good about it too, or something. Nice. <laughs> cry, cry. contact you, connect with you, listen to your music, find out more about you? Well, I would say the most direct way is andreadesmond.com. And I have a Facebook as well, Facebook backslash andreadesmond.music. All right, well, I'm looking forward to your new music. Make sure you let me know as soon as it gets out, and we'll do another show and and showcase it. And it was so wonderful talking to you again. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on here. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful talking to you as well.
two of this hour, we're going to showcase another Seattle band. This one's clearly beloved, and I found that their music was very unusual and very thought-provoking, so hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Minstrel and Muse, showcasing music and story. Check us out at minstrelandmuse.com. A man Sisters Talk Radio. I'm your host, Linda Reznicek, and on today's show, I have a couple members from a band I recently heard whose music really experiments and plays with sound in a way I found extremely cool. I have Jennifer Smith and Katie Kokorin. Uh, hi, Jennifer. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hello. Well, you guys, it's going to be hard for me to tell you apart. You guys kind of sound the same. We, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we <have a> <laughs> No. We could introduce ourselves before we speak. But now the picture on your website, is that both of you with your heads together? That's right. Are mm-hmm. you twins? Oh, right. No, I, I, I think we look similar because the hair is um, woven together. You can't really tell where it begins and ends. <laughs> no. And, um, I think it, that's why we look very similar in that okay. picture. Okay. <laughs> well, I found your music. It was being played on Seattle Wave Radio, and this show plays on there, too. And you came up after my show. And I don't always sit and listen to the music after my show, because after my show, what's your listen? No, just kidding. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was listening because it was so unusual. I heard the toy piano being played, and I, I play the real piano, and I've played a toy piano a time or two myself. Yes. But um, when I heard that, I was thinking, it, it caught my attention. I had to listen to everything you did, and then I went and looked at you online and found some more of your music. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into experimenting with music in the way you did and the band sound and all that? Yeah, um, so Katie and Brendan and I went to the same college, and we studied classical music there. Katie plays violin, I play violin, Brendan plays viola, and so that's where we met. We actually met in a string quartet. Well, that's not actually where we met, but at school, That's when we yeah. started really playing music together as yeah. a group. And Brendan also plays uh, guitar. So in the band, he plays guitar, but he's also an awesome violist. So we played string music together first. Okay. And what college was this? Central Washington University. Yeah, so uh, the three of us went to school, and we became friends first, and um, we kind of started playing around. Actually, we started writing Christmas songs, Jen and I, initially, <laughs> just oh, cool. for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brendan, you know, joined us for a few. We put on some little shows for our friends and family, um, and Brendan... Uh, being multi-talented, would sit and play marimba for us or glockenspiel or whatever sound we okay, felt was yeah, needed yeah. on the song. <laughs> um, and then we we became a group. Um, we put on a show called A Portion of the History of the World. That was our first show. And after that, Brendan's friend Andy, who plays drums, uh, heard our music and he was really interested to, to play. And Andy's friend Bobby plays bass and he joined and about a year and a half ago is when we all started playing together. Yeah, for the recording, Bobby uh, joined the band and then has, yeah, 
Got yeah, okay. There. Okay. So how did you get this sound? How, who, <laughs> how did you get led this direction? Know, this, <laughs> um, I think the... the when we began writing, I think the most, um, it, it, they're almost like little stories we were trying to tell more than, you know, okay. the, other, more than like composing a piece of music. It was like, oh, I'm, I want to tell this little story and give people this particular feeling about, you know, whether baking bread or, um, <laughs> you know, being a In fisherman, bread, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right, right. Uh, so, so then because of that sentiment, we wanted to, we, you know, we just incorporated any sound that uh, made sense in the context of the story. Well, I love that. I absolutely love that concept. Okay, well, that makes sense then. Yeah. You're you're basically telling stories. Um, so you are you must have been on the same wavelength then, or did anybody kind of lead the way in that, or are you and Gen- <laughs> Jennifer and Katie are you both just kind of similar? Yeah, I was, I'm just laughing because. Uh, we're, yeah, I think our sense of humor is so similar, Katie and I, and just the way that we just kind of became friends telling stories to each other in, in general. Just like we we lived with each other for about a year. kind of came together and, and wrote that um, and that beginning there kind of folky mm-hmm. um, maybe just kind of otherworldly folky I don't know he was kind of he made up like this new country he was in his head you know like I'm going to write <laughs> folk music from that that country oh, cool. anyway so um, what's going on let's see Brendan's playing guitar on that and Katie and I are both singing on the second part after the huge hit where the band comes in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the band is in after that. Oh, you know what? We have a piano that um, is running through a, uh, what is it, Leslie speaker? So the, the piano there, we wanted some. What's a Leslie speaker? It's just a, a, a speaker. It's just an uh, amp, right? Right, yeah, that was mic to kind of give it a feel of um, not, not the pure piano feel, but the, the kind of the heaviness of that hit. lo-fi but like my vocals have a lo-fi mic um at the beginning mm-hmm. um and then katie your vocals had lo-fi the whole lo-fi time. the whole time whereas my vocals changed and were um oh yeah. weird yeah yeah so it was that song was way more about the texture because we also have the flute coming in you know to for the solo and um, I think I'm also doubling it with my the flute solo with my voice to kind of give it an ethereal kind of mm-hmm, sound. Mm-hmm. 
was interesting. There's a quote on your um, Reverb Nation page. It was said by Tim Basaraba from Nadamucho.com. And he said, what do you get when you have two female violinists, a guitar virtuoso and an apron? I don't understand that part in an apron, but and a solid rhythm section. And the answer is one of my favorite bands and albums of 2012. I dare you to play the opening track, Bread, for anyone who loves music. If they aren't blown away, let me know, and I will troll their Facebook page. <laughs> this is a solid of a six-song debut as I've ever heard. So that's quite a, a, quite a love letter to Bread. All of this experimenting with sound, did you do that before you ever hit the studio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. It, basically, the studio was, I mean, it was fun. Like, some things came out of that, definitely. But, um, you know, Bread was a you know, fully you know, formed song and with all the textures we could do live, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as much as possible. So we just got to play with that in the studio. Let's go to the next song, Mesopotamia. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, I'm really interested in, in the thought and the different experiments of sound that you guys are doing. So Mesopotamia, um, we made a choice to begin the album with bread, which uh, without strings. And so when Mesopotamia comes in, we wanted that to be more orchestrated and string heavy. And it, it's just more orchestral. I think it turned out really much different than we thought it would because... Live, it's more of just kind of straightforward rock kind of song. Women are covered with spices like me. recording emphasizes the quartet feel of the the melody at the beginning there, which we had a quartet for that. Right. Well, when you were playing, uh, when you play live, do you have a hard time imitating some of these sounds or getting some of these sounds into the live performance? You know, we, that was something that I was concerned with before we went in. I thought it um, would be a pity if we couldn't play in our live show what we portrayed on the album mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think we all were a little conscious of that and though we added some what we thought were really cool textures in the studio and some things that we couldn't replicate live for the most part I think we we all tried to keep the song so that it wouldn't be you pop in the album and then come to a show and they're totally different experiences
Okay, that was Mesopotamia. What what inspired that song? That was well, I'll say for Jen cuz Jen wrote the lyrics for that song and um I remember her humming the 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 chorus to me it, it telling me these ideas she had in her head for this ancient land and the people who lived there um the the <laughs> the smell of the spices in the air and um Jen Jen writes a lot of her lyrics are very textural they they emphasize um smell feel, touch, taste. And, um, you know, so she was, she kind of captured when she was explaining the song to me, the feeling of this ancient time where, um, that's so different from the way we live now, but the way the heat might've felt and, um, the people who lived there. And then having a cup of coffee together, or you guys, I don't know if you drink tea or coffee. I would guess you drink tea. I don't know. Cause you seem European to me. Do you? Okay. <laughs> drinking tea right now. Oh, see, I guessed it. But I would guess that you two drinking over tea would be quite an experience if we mic'd you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that would be awesome. I think, yeah, a lot of it, or a lot of it, yeah, probably brought on by reading and just uh, escaping <laughs> yes. into little worlds that you create. Yeah. Very cool. Well, the idea that you guys braided your hair together too that shows a real closeness you, you know in the two of oh, your friendship right right yeah that's we we really li- I told Jen after that photo shoot I was like I really liked that our faces were so close together it feels it was just kind of fun and uh we I think we just spent so much time together uh, starting in college that um you know I think there's pretty much we could do anything with each other and and it, we would be okay with it, you know? That is awesome. I mean, it, it, sometimes when people are together a lot, it pulls them apart. But you guys seem like right. you're closer together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I've never in my life been um, happy to leave Jen. I'm always as I'm really? sad to see her <laughs> That is amazing. I am yeah. amazed. Let's move on to the next song, Dear John, because this one has toy piano, I'm assuming. Yeah, it has toy piano. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That. It start well. It starts well, with yeah. the the typewriter doing a rhythm that the toy piano joins, and then it's yeah, yeah. kind of the transition. Do you have to do it? 
inspired Dear John usually mean, Dear John usually means it's a breakup song or a breakup letter something. Well, so we um, had a show a night of pleasant correspondence. Oh yes, a night of ple- pleasant correspondence and so we wrote a couple things specifically for this show. Dearest John, it's more of the the writer's kind of confession of, you know, I'm I'm the one that cuts you down, but you build me up. <laughs> you know. was um uh about a desire to live a life on the sea <laughs> another escape <laughs> <laughs> yeah the katie wrote this song weren't you walking back and forth from from right. class like she would write a little bit in her head every day as she walked and she, it was to her like little escape <laughs> yeah <laughs> she oh, really? came with the song to the band pretty much all worked out so you just kind of pass the time as you're walking writing your song in your head Right, right. I had to take some um, cla- extra classes, and um, the walk was, you know, pretty significant. And I looked forward to the walk because a little piece would come together, you know, with the, the feel of your footsteps as you walk. And then, you know, little pieces, I'd hum them and either keep them and try and memorize them or throw it out and, you know, keep writing, put the lyrics together and, you know, picture what, what a sea would feel like if you were on a boat. Seafloor. I 
Setting tide to vapor side and mix of sea. Ocean spray tossing the deck and silver dolphin fin. Gooey duck of plenty, but thunder and the tuna and lobster cod tail. I want to be a fisherman. feeling of a, of a fisherman, someone who fishes for life, what, what would that feel like? Mm-hmm. Now, are you, did you take any poetry classes or literature? Are you kind of uh, music slash poets? I, I don't, yeah, I would say we, we spent a lot of time writing, well, I spent a lot of time writing before, I think Jen did too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, journals and kind of poetry when I was mm-hmm. younger, but I don't think we've ever taken many classes. Um, little story, we used to write little stories often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? I thought I was drawn to poetry, and yeah, I you would think write I took one class or something, and it was yeah, I love it. Well, let's go ahead, and go to the next one, Carrier Pigeon. Yeah, that was that was written, I think, for the, that same show we did, the Night of Pleasant Correspondence. Flight. 
it is my plight Or carry a pigeon in the mouth Soaring in the sky With the message on the wind In the clefts of a rock on a cliff I will rest Then I'm off on my quest As a just that idea I think Brendan kind of came up with the idea of it you know what what if it was hey write a song about oh a carrier pigeon yeah Bre- Brendan yeah. actually said he said he told Jen one day you know what surprises me is that you don't have a song about a carrier pigeon <laughs> and, and, yeah that really and, surprises me <laughs> and then Jen said right there or Brendan told the story later that Jen was like wait I have it I have a song about a carrier pigeon <laughs> She wrote it down. <laughs> now, who are your in- musical influences? Um, I, everyone in the in the in the band kind of has a, I would say, a different style that they're inclined toward. I really like folk music a lot. I like I love Irish music and fiddle music, um, and I really like Ani DeFranco because of her lyrics. You know, r- writers who have really um, poetic lyrics, I enjoy. Brendan. Um, Oh yeah, Brendan. So Brendan went to school um, and got his theory and composition BA. So he's just all over the map with what he oh. likes. I mean, there's, you know, we all I think are influenced by like Frank Zappa and Mike Patton. Anything he does. Um, yeah, I'm just trying and, to think. I mean, as far as I feel like I influenced. I mean, we're all influenced by classical and classical. You know. You know, there's times where we're thinking, okay, let's let's write a Arvo Pert part here, and mm-hmm. you know, a Von Williams, you know, part here. And then I think what's interesting is we're trying to take that and put to get put it together with more heavier sounds, rock, and I, I think it's just we're thinking orchestration constantly and textures, and so. Right. So you guys got a huge variety of influences here, and that's what we're hearing in, in the music. It yeah, sounds and- like. So Andy and Bobby are also in uh, another band. So like Bobby actually plays guitar in this prog kind of rock metal band. And so he's coming mm. from that. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andy is just ha- has, you know, such experience playing in rock bands and loves, you know, everybody loves Soundgarden, you know, just all <laughs> that. It's just, yeah, everything oh, okay. and anything, I guess. And nothing is off limits to you guys. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So when did you graduate? Let me get a feel for your time frame here that you've been out, you know, doing this. Um, I graduated in 99 along with, wait, you from college? Yeah, Not college. When am I doing? Yeah, high school. <laughs> Two thousand four. Uh, I graduated two thousand four. So embarrassing. Two thousand five is when we graduated. Okay, yeah. when did you graduate elementary school? Not just kidding. <laughs> okay, so two thousand four. You guys have been out of school for a little bit now. Now this that leads into the last song, Desiderium Vestry. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I, I, a man who studied Latin told me it's Westry, but I it has a Westry. B, so. <laughs> so we're gonna say Vestry. No, I'm done. He's probably right. He's probably right. What does that that What does that mean exactly? Is that the city I am building is for you? Um, the from what I understand when I was re- researching it, it means um, it means longing. It means longing for you. And uh, yeah, and the whole sentiment. I guess it's more of a sentiment. It set back in like kind of Romanesque times in, in ancient <laughs> Rome, but the feeling was supposed to be. Uh, just that uh, longing and it's funny with that song I think there are multiple little stories sometimes I'll tell Jen like I really feel like I feel about this song that the man speaking this song is actually and then I'll you know there's like a new idea uh, you know and sometimes Jen has a, a different idea than than what we had when it was originally written
is Desiderium Vestry off of, or Westry, off of the city I am building is for you. I have Katie and Jen on the line. So what are the plans for Clearly Beloved after this album? Are we putting together another one? Um, yeah, ideally we would we would have loved to, to go back in like a few months later and, and lay down some more tracks for another album. Um, mm-hmm. We're still working on that uh, plan. So right now we've been playing shows um, in the Seattle area. Um, we have a show coming up in a couple weeks and um, uh, we're actually traveling down to Berkeley, California um, on June 21st. Is- uh, they like you down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. <laughs> well, how has your response been when people, when crowds hear you? Because your music's not typical. So if they want just like, you know, your typical folk, your typical country western, it's not that. It's going to push the boundaries and it's going to make a make the listener really have to stretch and think and experience right. something. So what's their response been? I, it's been, um, yeah, it's been good. I, I think that um, because of the storytelling and we try to incorporate some visual aspect and it some you know props or something we're still trying to figure that out but uh yeah i think it's people are pretty engaged and pretty welcoming and it's been really nice actually i bet they probably feel like they've uh, actually experienced something your your music's an experience (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that's that's what is a great goal we had (laughs) well that's awesome I, i can't wait to hear what you have next i'm super excited to follow your progression as a band and you have a fan here i'm a big fan now Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show and, and just giving us a little walk through this album. Thanks for having us. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and if they want to find out more about you, they can go to Clearly Beloved. Um, it, clearlybeloved.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Reverb Nation. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that uh, we have a, a second music video coming out this week. <laughs> yeah, actually this week. Okay, you guys, Jen and Kate, have a great day today over in Seattle. Linda, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Tide to bay, Poseidon, mix of sea Ocean spray, top, sing the deck And silver dolphin fin 